This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis. It is 2 p.m. Central Time on Friday, February the 11th. Uh, again, I'm Leon Davis. Joining me is Leonard Davis and Warren Harper. Um, and we're excited about bringing you uh, today's pod, uh, today's show. Um, how you doing, guys? Good, good. Doing well. Excellent. Very good. So I pitched it. I pitched this show. Um, and so, and so these guys are, are waiting for me to say something profound and, and, uh, intelligent, and then they can attack me. Um, <laughs> like we always do, huh? Like we always do. Uh, so, um, a while back <clears throat> we had the, uh, and I, I don't know, have you guys come up with the situations where, you know, you thought about something and you, you were clear on what it was you were thinking about. And then, then, then you went by to try to access that memory later and it was like gone. Oh uh, man, never, never. <laughs> So it happens to me all the time, all the time. <laughs> so, so the, the, the N word controversy didn't just pop up with Joe Rogan. Um, but there was, and, and I, I'm trying to remember what, what it was. It happened a little bit earlier in the year, uh, last year that we went through the whole thing. And there was something that was said that, that the N word was, a special word and in that only black people got to use it. Uh, and, um, and there was no other word like that in society. And, and I'm going to play this real quick. This is what Joe Rogan said, but, but I also heard this on, um, from someone else. And I, again, I can't remember which event that was. Um, I'm making this video to talk about, being presented via copyright disclaimer under section 107. All righty. So, so that was what, that was part of what I used to decide to do this show that I wanted to do this show about. And that last part where he talks about, you know, they can't use it and we can. And he says specifically, it's an unusual word that there's no other word like it in the language. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to circle around back because there were several other things that he said that I wanted to address, which, which I also thought, you know, was bad. So I, this is not in a, a pick on uh, Joe Rogan. This is, you know, he, he said something that I thought was that needed to be addressed. Um, sure. so, so there has been an etiquette around the N word for all of my life. And I am above Joe Rogan's age. I am older than Joe Rogan. And so the etiquette around the N word was there when Joe Rogan wasn't even born. So coming up with this idea that, uh, that as long as I use it in context, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the main issue there is I would ask the question, does Joe Rogan have any black friends at all? Does he, you know, speak with any of them in close quarters, you know, to understand, you know, how people react to that? I, I would say probably not. Well, 
so so <clears throat> so first, my thought is, and, and which is the reason I brought up the etiquette part of it. There is no instance of where you can say something that is derogatory, that is not either educational or exploratory. So when Joe Rogan was using it, he said it was in context. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, context. And what context? Exactly. Because, because as a white person, he does not have access to that word. And there are multiple reasons for that, but that has never been anything different. And as far as I can tell, and I listened to some of the the reasons he was using the word, you know, it wasn't, it was educational. It wasn't educational. It wasn't exploratory. It was, and, and, and there are a couple of ideas that I thought there are people who get to a place where they have such a huge following that they believe they're bulletproof. That they can say or do whatever they want to do without consequence or without pushback. Or that um, that they single-handedly can change the dynamics around a certain part of society. So by, by using the word where he thought it was in context, he is trying to change the dynamic that white people can't use the word. So he's trying to single-handedly change that dynamic because he didn't like it or he didn't think it was right. Because if he, if he didn't have a problem with the status quo, which was, you as a white person don't have access to that word, he would have stayed the hell away from it. Hmm. That's a pretty powerful statement there. He's going to, he's going to change the whole narrative to where it's no longer off limits. We can just say it now. Right. That's what you're thinking. That's what, that's what I was thinking is that, He's going to single-handedly change it so that white people can now say the word in some form of context. Okay. So, so uh, uh, we have a, a guest on and they're asking when can narratives change? And I'm going to put that down and come back and circle back to that. When can narratives change? That's a good question. Definitely over time, narratives do change. And, 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 and that's what I think part of what his reason for using the word may have been is that, <clears throat> so, so as he stated, black people have used the word, they've made it, uh, you, you know, they made it a form of uh, compliment, a comment, uh, they've used it in different ways and white people can't. And I'm not railing against white people, but why do white, white people have been so accustomed to taking whatever black people do and, and making it their own. And, and I don't, I'm, I'm not, that, I, that's not a commentary. That's not a, a attack. Um, you know, everybody in society contributes and you are going to take some things and make them your own. Um, but my concern was, is that because of the nature of the word, because of the, the way people have re respond and react, there's no way white people can co-opt that in any way and it'd be a positive. So even using it, quote unquote, in context, as a white person, there's a problem. 
Yeah, well, I the first problem is figuring out what a good context with that that would be, and I I'm just struggling with that whole thing of context. Okay, all right. But when you look at um, go back in history, uh, that word, I mean, I I Google it and I got a document, um, the Wikipedia actually, mm -hmm. it's about seventeen pages long. Okay. And there's just so much information that, you know, you'd have to take a week to just really, if you want to really get into it. I mean, it goes from the etymology and history, political use, cultural use and academic settings and the workplace, all of this over one word. Mm -hmm. Here's something that's interesting since we're in a political climate now, right now about this title. Niggers in the White House. And what is what is that refer, reference to? October 1901 White House dinner hosted by Republican Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt invited Booker T. Washington, an African-American president, a presidential advisor, as a guest. The poem <laughs> appeared in 1929 after First Lady Lou Hoover wife of President Herbert Hoover invited Jesse DePriest. So apparently in the White House, it was a thing for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. So some of I the research only... that I, I ran across, the word didn't, didn't, it didn't originate in the United States. It originated. Oh yeah, no, that's It true. originated no. in, in the United Kingdom and it had exactly. different uses there also. And so, so then it was brought to the United States. Now, one of the things just addressing, uh, just addressing the word, its use in the black community, when Africans were brought to the United States, they didn't know English. True. So they picked up their English from the white slave lords. Mm -hmm. And so the use of the word nigger was picked up by the slaves uh, through that process. So it is, it is reasonable to understand why blacks use the word because it was some of the first words that they learned, you know, uh, and being here now. Um, I, realize that that blacks being the creative minds that they are expanded they've taken a, they've taken a word that was used to demean um and be hurtful and taken all of the sting out of it taken all of the sting out of it now i know that there are some black people who uh who have fought against uh, blacks using the word nigger and uh, so forth. But overall, a, a one black person saying nigger to another black person, all of the sting is gone. Even if they mean it as an insult, it doesn't usually wind up in a gun battle or uh, you know, something of that nature. And so, right. and so, and so the, the black, black people have confiscated that word basically in the English language. They own it you know, whatever power we have to control that word, it belongs to us. We can do what we want to with it. And like you say, you, you know, I, I listen to rap songs all the time. Um, and I have absolutely no problem with use of the word nigger in the rap song. The I don't really like it, but I mean, I understand that I used to listen to it at one time, but I just kind of moved away from that. I think it's uh, it's not it's not uplifting. It it's rooted in so much negativity. I just feel like you know, get rid of it. Okay. That's me. I, I don't I don't see the same negativity that you're seeing because um, because because the negativity has been removed from it. I, but that's just me. You, right. you have yeah. your aspects of it. I have mine. And that's, and that's the beauty of it is that, is that we don't have to have the same 
concept of that particular word in that use. You choose not to use it. I choose not to use it um, because of my position, because of, you know, if, if I am, I want to, I want to run my own company. And so for a while I'm doing that and that's, you know, you have to be conscious of what you say and how you say it and who you say it to. Cause if you mm-hmm. say the wrong thing, people question your authority. They question your ability to be in control and that kind of stuff. But right. I understand the use and, and how it, you know, it circulates in our community. And I just, I don't, I don't push, I don't push back. I don't try to make it unpopular in the community because again, I feel like inside the community, the word has no power. And so just like any other word, it doesn't mean anything until you give it a meaning. So, so I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that and I, and I still don't. But but I I most certainly can understand where you are. Um, But again, the etiquette of. You know, when you're when you're in a position where you've got millions of viewers. You have to be conscious of. What you're saying and how you're saying it, or you have to be like Leonard favorite thing. It is not that. Joe Rogan can't say nigger. It is not that he cannot. He most certainly can say it, which he did. But the the thing that Leonard points out is you then have to expect and accept the repercussions of when you do that. Oh, for sure. For sure. So it's not like, it's not like you're barred from it. It's not like you're, you know, you're, well, you are barred, but I mean, it's, you can do it. You just have to be willing to accept the repercussions from it. Yeah. Your actions, your actions have uh, consequences. And, and I, I don't want to say, you know, all actions have consequences, but you know, some actions have consequences and you know, you being taken to the woodshed is part of the consequences of using that word. And so, you know, don't whine, bitch, and moan about how it's such a unique word and how it's, uh, <clears throat> and how it's, you know, not un- it's unusual and not the not done the same way as most words in English. You understand the etiquette, and when you got it wrong, when you when you said, "I thought I used it in context," well, when you found out you couldn't get it, use it in context. Just because you said you're sorry doesn't mean you don't suffer the consequences. You still get to suffer the consequences. Yeah, yeah. But but I got one question there. And I just I was thinking about this. When he when Spotify took him on, or no, let's talk about Netflix. He had some videos that I think were removed from Netflix, correct? Well, that was afterwards. That was uh when the when the um when it came down that he had uh the guy on that was saying he, he owned a, a comedy club and and the guy said he made women give him blowjobs before he let him go on stage and oh, okay. and Joe Rogan didn't push back he laughed so that's when that's when so that's when they started going down and i guess pulling some of the videos and stuff okay Yeah, I went through uh, to uh, Netflix and couldn't find. I think I found one. Oh, you yeah, you were talking about his comedy specials. Yeah, uh, I was yeah. I was talking about um, I was talking about uh, Spotify the podcast. Right. Yeah, the, the yeah. podcast. Yeah. But I, and I never listened to his podcast because I, I just really there's too much of this you know crazy stuff going on to to take anymore you know it mm-hmm. is what it is yeah the sheer numbers of people uh logging and you know listening to it though are kind of alarming though when you think about it okay and the fact that he would get paid that much money you know for his content well i mean 
Okay. That's, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how to address that because, you know, money is a part of our economic system. That's what drives it. I mean, of course he would get paid for it. Right. Well, I, okay. So somebody values it is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, just because you say it um, does not mean people are, are okay with it. So, so in the course of doing what he's done, he's probably, he stepped on a lot more toes. It's just that the toes he stepped on this time were pretty big fucking toes. Hmm. Okay. So, so that's, that was how that went down. I mean, if you, if you, in any, in any situation, if you step on the wrong toes, you know, if you step on your boss's, if you step on a coworker's toes or your subordinate's toes, you don't get as much pushback as if you step on your boss's toes. And that's just mm-hmm. what happened here. He stepped on toes that were pretty big. So when, when were these, uh, issues or recordings with the N word in them, when were they put up? Do you know how old they were? How long ago that occurred? He said that someone was 10 years. Uh, I, I've, I, I, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I catch an episode every now and then. So, so I am, because of what I do, because of what we do, I try to listen to other people's content. Uh, you know, if they have on a particular, particular guest that I might find inter- interesting, I want to hear that guest. Uh, so I've listened to a lot of different podcasts. I've listened to, uh, Katie, Katie Couric's podcast. I've listened to X, XYZ's mm-hmm. podcast just on down the line. As far as the shows that are in particular, um, I don't remember listening to Joe Rogan's shows back that far. Because mm-hmm. it was a shock to me that he's been podcasting as long as he has been. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. But it, it took something to happen recently to... Uh, caused this he stepped on some he stepped on the wrong toes mm-hmm. yeah he stepped on the wrong toes uh well, not to mention he was out there intentionally according to uh what's the singer's name he was giving false information about covid right that's what i'm saying he stepped on the wrong toes the covid information mm-hmm. right uh who was that who was the first guy the the neil young yeah, Neil Young. Yeah, that's what Leonard was talking about. Neil Young. So so again, you know, I I'm so one of the things, uh um Yeah. So anyway, so I, part of when I you when you get to a certain position, when you get to, Francis is going to get a much bigger audience now. Um, we'll see how that goes. They, they may. I, I wouldn't doubt it. They, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, when when Howard Stern would piss people off at at nauseum, they eventually mm-hmm. moved him to Sirius XM. Uh, and he may and and um, Joe Rogan may wind up on Sirius you know, to, to be able to continue to do what he does. Uh, but I don't think uh, um, Joe Rogan is a shock jock. Howard Stern was more more shock jockish. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where, was, where was Stern before Sirius XM? He was on a New York station, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on a regular. He was on a regular radio station. Yeah, he was a morning guy on a radio regular radio station. And they station. kept messing with him, so Right. He was he was they constantly satellite radio in his best place for. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so he's so and it's and that and that may be where but Joe Rogan goes, or I don't know, you know, they, they may do something different. Uh, although I did notice that there were some changes in, um, so we're we're on Spotify also. So I went in to post some our our latest episodes from last week, and uh, they had some new guidelines 
which <laughs> you can see are specifically um, around the whole Joe Rogan thing uh, so that they can avoid that in the future, which, okay, I, you know, that makes sense. They have to cover their ass too. Right. Right. So so part of, you know, doing doing this show, there are, there are I, I try to moderate what I say so that I don't uh, run afoul of that. And the, the thing is, is that I really want to be able to have conversations without insulting people because once you insult people, it doesn't become a conversation anymore. Now you've inflamed them. And the only thing that they hear is crush, kill, destroy. They don't want to talk to you anymore. They want to, uh, you know, crush you, kill you, destroy you, you know, end your ability to make them angry, angry and aggravated. And so, um, and so there's an, there's an etiquette, which Joe Rogan violated. Now I don't, care how you look at it he violated it mm-hmm. you know you can you can call context whatever you want to call context it's just once you step on the wrong toes and if you are etiquette less it comes back at you so i don't think he he's paid a price uh controversy is not a price no, no. it is a part of the system yeah. There is no way but, that you can have uh um there's no way that you can have ten million listeners and not piss somebody off. It just you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I I think probably one of the biggest prices he paid was having to go on camera and make this apology. You think so? I, yeah, really. Mm, okay. Like Fred said, he his listeners may even increase now, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And mm-hmm. the money's still coming in, so hey. <laughs> now, and and one of the comments is, is I don't think Spotify can realistically moderate everything uh, put on their platform anyway, and I agree with that. You know, we've we've done a show um, about that, um, and you can't control everything. Uh, no. And I don't think, so we, we talked about, you know, should the platform be liable for people's comments? So should should Spotify be liable for Joe Rogan's comments? Hmm. If they're going to expand the platform so he can make more comments, yeah. Really? So you think, so you think if they profit off of him, they should be able to control him. I, I don't you with know. Me, Leonard? I don't think. I'm with you. So if, do you, if they, if they were to control Rogan, if he should be controlled, then should the commentators on Fox News be controlled or CNN be controlled or any other, you know? Exactly. Just, exactly. At, yeah. at what point do at what point do you say people have free speech? Mm-hmm. Well, they already answered you. They already answered you for Fox News. At least you've been answered by Tucker Carlson. Everybody knows full well they can't expect to listen to Carlson and get the truth. He's an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. At least that's what the Fox News lawyers see it. Right. So, so, so because of that, do you think that that the platform owners should then be able to control? the speech of the people on the platform. I understand you have to draw a line someplace. You can't have somebody showing a murder on a national television set. That just is not ethically sound um, in our democracy. So you have to draw the line someplace. The, the question is, is then 
you know, where do you draw that line? Does Do you draw the line at, um, you know, a lot of people saying um, they disagree with you? If they disagree with you, should should that be the bar for getting you off the platform? Or do they have to actually say something that's harmful? I think they would have to say something that's causing some sort of damage. You can't, you're going to never have everybody to, to agree with you. Some folks will agree, some folks will disagree. I mean, that's the whole point is to give out information and let people judge for themselves. I agree. And, and, but the thing then becomes, so Joe Rogan, where the initial blow up happened, uh, uh, where the initial uh, blow up happened was the COVID-19 information. A lot of people felt that that was damaging enough that Joe Rogan needed to be taken to task on that. Now, the situation then becomes who determines that that information was damaging? Was that, was that a, a big part of society? Was that a couple of people in society? Was that a couple of people with influence? Our society is driven by, um, our society has been built around and driven by celebrity. So Neil Young, uh, NDRE, well, maybe not. In, well, yes, celebrities. Mm-hmm. Let me stop calling up individuals' names because that'll come back to haunt me twenty right. years from now. Um, so, so a person will take their their um, celebrity, get their followers to support them on it. And then try to shape the shape the the narrative that the rest of us have to live with because they are celebrities. Not necessarily. I mean, so everybody's heard the term "your shit don't stink." Everybody's got some some crap in their background that other people would look at and go. I'm not following you. But when you're a celebrity, some of that just gets passed by. And then you're out shaping, you have an outsized uh, effect on shaping um, public opinion. Well, I think the bottom line is, is that we have multi, we have multiple choices as far as media and entertainment and things like that. So it boils down to individual tastes, what you like. If, you know, they're competing for listeners, they're competing for viewers. So everybody's not going after the same crowd. So I think the, the media source is going to have to basically focus on who their uh, target listeners are. And if they feel that they're offending uh, a majority or a large number of the listeners and they may lose them, then they, they have to make a serious decision. You know, is this uh, artist or character worth, worth keeping? So just so, so, you know, uh, Domix, D-O-M-I-K-Z-1-1, asked the question earlier about when can we change the narrative? Mm -hmm. And part of what I was just talking about as far as uh, people using their celebrity is people using their celebrity to change the narrative, to change um, public opinion about certain Mm -hmm. things. You know, we, we are driven by um, celebrity. That's why they've made news anchors celebrities mm-hmm. instead of it used to be a news anchor was just there to give the news to be trusted. It wasn't a person. It wasn't a personality kind of a thing. 
Now it's a personality kind of a thing. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Tucker Carlson, a personality. Bill O'Reilly, a personality. Those shows were driven by the personality of the people who were sitting in those chairs because we've decided that personality, that that celebrity, uh-huh. is how we get things done. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're not actually what they call journalists anymore. They're more opinion writers. and They're more they're personalities. the opinions of the uh, station that hires them mm-hmm. the viewpoint of the station not the facts and the truth well okay so uh, i'm gonna say this and I, i've been meaning to like not get into this but mm-hmm. but I, I i think now is a good time tucker carlson being on fox does not mean fox believes in tucker carlson True. So a lot of huh? they have listeners. Big enough audience. I'm sorry. What Leonard? Enough audience. As long as Tucker Carlson draws a big enough audience to watch Fox programming, so they can continue to sell those ad rates, Cut Tucker will be there. I understand that, but also, uh, what if, as a station owner? I want to provide multiple different types of opinions. I may have a Tucker Carlson show on my show and I may hate every word that comes out of Tucker Carlson's mouth. Mm -hmm. But because I've decided in my station to try to, my goal is to um, present differing opinions. You know, let's say Fox's goal is to present as many conservative opinions because they they don't seem to have liberal quote unquote liberal opinion people on as a show but but they do have varying degrees of um, right wing talkers mm-hmm. on their on the program but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean they're right wing station. That doesn't mean they necessarily support Tucker Carlson or believe in Tucker Carlson. But but you if you let other people talking about that, if you hear them, they will swear up and down that that's what they're they're pushing that if they don't believe in these things, they should get rid of these people. That the only reason they have them there is because they believe in that. And I, and I just don't think that that's a fair characterization. Well, I won't say just a fair characterization. I think um, that eliminates the possibility. Well, would you say that these stations probably have what they consider a a target audience and they hire people that they can feel will feed certain audiences what they want? That's, That's usually what we're told. We're told that, you know, stations present things based on their own ideologies and philosophies. But we don't always know what the ideology and philosophy is, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just because Tucker Carlson is, is a show that I run on my, my, my station does not mean I'm necessarily a Tucker Carlson fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I may be doing it for money. I may be doing it for the opportunity to um, have different voices. I may be doing it because, you know, for other whatever reason. Well, yeah, I think at the end of the day, the money is the factor, though. I mean, the show is in business to make money. And if uh, there are people that, that aren't attracting viewers, they're not going to get the, the revenue from the ads. So they're okay. not going to be as successful. So I think the money is the bottom line. Very good. I Very good. I can't argue that. I just don't think that that's the only argument, but I no, I fully understand argument. that. Yeah. So let me get back to uh, Tucker uh, Tucker Carlson. Let me get back to Joe Rogan real quick, and then and then we can move off of that. 
So Tucker Carlson says um, that nigger is the only word that a group of people, a singular group of people can use that nobody else can use. Alrighty. So here's me putting my ass on the line here. And I'm doing this because not because I, I want to say these words, uh, not because I think it's in the right context. Uh, as I can see right now, I am prepared to live with the consequences of my saying these words, but it is intended to have a conversation and to explore an idea. So, uh, words that, uh, other groups that, that the groups that are impacted by them can use them, but anyone outside that group cannot use them. Fag or faggot, spick, wop, dago, kike, bitch, cunt. Hoosier has uh, uh, a, a meaning that people inside the Hoosier community see it as a positive and its use outside that community is meant as a pejorative. Uh, that's another word that quote unquote is just like nigger. It's just not as spoke about as much. Chink, wetback, and the list goes on and on. Um, usually something that has been a used as a negative um, has been told you can't outside of this community, you can't you know, use that word on us. And we're free to inside that community, use that word as we see fit. Mm -hmm. And so part of the problem that I had with Joe Rogan or part of the, things that I have with Jorgen is he is not an ignorant person. I know that those words exist. Why does he not know that those words exist? Why is it that the only word that he saw that had this special meaning to it was the word nigger? That's a good question. Somebody needs to ask him that. Have you so those other words you haven't heard any of those other words come out of his mouth in any of his any of his videos that we any know of, of his videos right that you know of. right good question <laughs> what why Joe is Rogan on Twitter <laughs> you go, are you gonna look him up <laughs> are you gonna look him up and share that. Yeah, let, let me look him up. Yeah, okay. I I just you know I'm just that that's me. What? I'm I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Because sometimes you just you have to know when to drop the mic and walk away. Joe Rogan. <laughs> F what? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So Fred says uh, that uh, people that hate uh, Tucker Carlson usually is because they, they don't listen to Tucker Carlson. And I'll say that's the exact opposite. Most of the people that hate T Tucker Carlson listen to Tucker Carlson. Because if you listen to Tucker Carlson, it's easy to find reasons to hate Tucker Carlson. <laughs> very, very, very easy. It is no, not difficult at all. Looking at listening. Huh? Took a course and not ate him. It's Archie Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm. Well, okay. <laughs> you got any? You got any Carson clips we can pull up? Oh no, I've done. I've I've used clips from him before because some of the shit he says. Just some of the shit he says. I just I just get a headache. I'm like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> You really said that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I understand, you know, the idea of, um, you know, 
pushing your ideas. It's just. Oh, Fred says, I listen to what Rachel says about Tucker. I don't listen to Rachel either. <laughs> well, I listen to Rachel because it, I listen to as much as I possibly can. I listen to Tucker. It's not about. Huh? Sorry about that. <laughs> so, so, so it's not about um, my ideas. Oh, Fred says not me. He means other people. It's it's not. It's a it's examining the ideas that people put forward. I have issues with with a uh, uh, Rachel Maddow too. <laughs> I have I have some issues with some of the shit that she does. Thinking better than that. And that's that's just this individuality. That's all. Nobody's all right. I I am sure. I am absolutely sure. Some of the crap that I said, Rachel Maddow's head would explode and Tucker Carlson's head would explode. It would. You know, Everybody <laughs> Yeah. And it and it's not that, you know, I I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna say you cannot no one can talk for hours on end and not piss somebody off. It is not possible. It's just not possible. The more you talk, the more likely you are to say something that somebody's not going to like. Or you're going to say it in the wrong way or somebody's going to mistake what you said. It's just communication is that way. Our communication, because words have multiple meanings. People have different backgrounds and experiences. And so they take what you say differently than you meant it. And then you have to go back and explain yourself. I get it. I get that Joe Rogan had to come back and explain himself. But there was things. There is an etiquette around the word nigger that has been there all of my life and he ignored that etiquette and that says to me he did not care about the etiquette because everybody knows the etiquette around it he knew when he said it there was an etiquette around it he even said I thought I, if I said it in context, I was okay. So he knew he shouldn't have been saying it. He was looking for a loophole because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to say the word nigger and he was looking for a loophole. Cause you don't, if you, if you know there's a landmine someplace, you don't put your toe on the ground looking for the landmine. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that was my, that was my, hopefully we, we did talk about um, changing the narrative. So changing the narrative is, is simple. You just, and, and the way we've constructed uh, our uh, discourse landscape, all you have to do is say something just absolutely fucking insane. Then all of the news services will pick it up and that the conversation now changed. So has anything, uh, what's the latest thing that's come out on Rogan since, uh, since he's, uh, apologized. Oh, I, Did he- I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Did he he say he was going to change? I didn't really listen to the whole thing. Well, he says he's not going to use the word anymore. Okay. He's not going to fucking deal. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a good boy. Yeah. You know, I mean, after you get your hand slapped, (laughs) you know, I'd I'd have had more respect. He just said, Hey, I fucked up, man. Leave it at that. (laughs) It was not my intent to piss you off. And keep rolling. Because, you know, when you, 
when you accept, when you do stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, we are in front of a microphone. We are talking to as many people we can talk to that will listen to us. And we understand that something we're going to say is probably going to piss someone off. It's not my intent to say something and then go back and apologize to you for it. It's my intent to do the best that I can to try to communicate. And if you get angry, I will try to talk to you to help you better understand what I'm trying to say. Because my goal is never to be offensive. My goal is never to be condescending. My goal is never to be to say something that's going to be hurtful. And if it is, and you're upset, my goal is let's find a way to get past the pain. If I need to say I'm sorry and, and I feel it's appropriate, I will do that. Mm. But as best I can, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. So how genuine do you think his apology was as far as him? I think anytime a person apologizes, there's some genuineness to it. Because there's there's more than... So there's the apology, the, the non-apology apology, <laughs> where you try to turn it around and make it somebody else's fault. And I think part of... Part of what he did was do that by saying, I thought it was in context. Just own yeah. up to it. Just, just fucking own up to it. Hey, hey man, I, I said it. Whatever my reasons <laughs> for doing it, whatever my reasons for doing it and you're angry, I should not have done it. Now, does that mean that every time someone explains themselves, how they were thinking and why they were thinking that it was an avoidance of just saying I'm, you know, being genuine. And, and I don't think that that's the case. I'm, I'm, so it's hard for me to say he's genuine when for so long he ignored the etiquette because it worked to his advantage. So I, I'm not sure, but how, how long has he, or how often did he use the word? I mean, was it just a couple of videos or was this like a regular thing in his act? Or just, uh, or in his podcast rather? Well, was that I, part of the conversation? Well, again, you know, I, I think you, uh, there, there's my take on it and I can give you my take. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, you know, if you go back and you look and you see things you might be able to give, you know, have a different, you, you might have a different take on it because you and I have a different idea about the word. I'm pretty sure it's been whatever was out there. It's been scrubbed now. So. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mentioned to you guys about it and you know, so sometimes I, I share the clips with you. I didn't, I didn't grab it this time because I, it you know it was out there how long it was so it was still out there i looked at it i want to say monday or tuesday so it's a possibility that you could find it yes monday or tuesday mm -hmm. but the only clip that you had had for us was the apology well that's the, <laughs> that's the only one that i that yeah. I wanted to um, address, right, right, because there were you. multiple issues in there that I thought needed to be that I wanted to address. I won't say need. I wanted to address that I wanted to deal with. And again, I'm not. If if anyone has the impression that I'm against Joe Rogan, and that I'm doing this to pile on or to attack, I'm not. You know, I I think he's a genuine individual. <laughs> I, I think he, I think he did some things that he's being called on the carpet for. Um, you and I talked about the um, the video where the guy was talking about he. Um, so the the guy talked about 
he he had 20 women give him blowjobs before he'd let them go on stage. And people were giving Joe Rogan the shit because he laughed and clapped his hands. Mm-hmm. What I looked at is Joe Rogan didn't egg the guy on in the conversation. He didn't ask him for details. He didn't ask. He, he responded in a way that said, wow, man, that's some pretty heavy shit. Um, you know, guy to guy, I wouldn't say that kind of stuff, but he never said to the guy, don't say that. And in, in dealing with, you know, people, sometimes we don't initially, um, make the right call on how to respond. I just, you know, for me, if he never had that guy back on his show, that says to me, um, he found that objectionable, mm-hmm. but because he didn't um, push back hard at that time, and because people looked at his actions and assumed he was giving the nod, then Joe Rogan is paying a price for that, and unfortunately, that's a part of this business. I don't think Joe Rogan at any point during that conversation that I saw was um, was supporting this guy doing what he did in any way. But again, that's me. And then there are going to be people who are going to want to come after me. If I, if, if I mattered in the scheme of things, but I, but you understand what I'm saying. It's just, I, I just didn't, I th- I think I think it's easy to to beat up on people when they don't do what you think that they should do. Yeah. And and I just didn't I I didn't think that he he was way out of line on that one. But I don't know. Maybe after the show went off, you know, he had some more laughs and had the guy tell more stories. It, maybe during that session he had the guy tell more stories about the how he treated women and stuff. But, you know, there are people. There are things that people are going to say that I'm probably going to uh, not push back hard at at that time because you know m- maybe I, it's going to start. M- maybe it's going to make the co- the conversation too too difficult to understand or too difficult to move forward from. Or there could be a number of reasons why pushing back at that time may be difficult or I may have my own way of dealing with that, that you don't understand, but you know, people are going to crush another person if they don't live life the way that they think that person should live life. Uh And I, and I just disagree with that. I just broke my favorite pen. Uh Yeah. All righty. You guys got any comments? Last comments? I'm looking at a, a tweet on uh, his Twitter page, and this guy named James Klug, K-L-U-G, says, we didn't run into a single black person that cared about at Joe Rogan using the word. White liberals, however, were livid. <laughs> So did did you have a problem with Joe Rogan using the word nigger? You know what? I didn't even I didn't get to hear it. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to. I would like to have a listen to the actual context and and of what was going on. Okay. I mean, I just think that uh, people are going to be themselves. Okay. And freedom of speech. That's the way he feels. You know. Okay. I, I okay. I'm gonna. I'm not. I don't follow him. I don't look up to him. So you know, what else can I do? I mean, I just ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, I I don't support. I don't like. I said I don't use the word myself. Mm-hmm. So why would I l- want to hear him use it? Okay. All right. Anything from you, Leonard? No, I'm good. All righty. Uh. So last comment. Um. 
One of our one of our listeners says, "Never apologize, never surrender." Emperor of Cheese. So whoever cheese. that is, Emperor of Cheese says, mm, okay. "Never apologize, never surrender." Um, I think that's a tough one. We'll take it up on another time. We will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we're talking about COVID calamity. Look forward to you joining us at 2 p.m. Central Time. Thank you very much. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.